The following is a Breaker and Bane Network production. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the obscure superstar. This is Brian Breaker here. Welcome once again to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight available for you at the Breaker and Bay Network. As I said, I am Brian Breaker. Now, as you're listening to this, one thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go to BreakerandBain.com and click that Amazon link. It's at the top of the page. Uh, you click that link, Amazon kicks us back a little bit of money because, hey, reviewing Obscure Superstars is not an easy job, but somebody's got to do it. Right? And that's what I'm all about. Uh, oh, I'm burping. Oh, one of those days. I need a swig of coffee. Coffee for the working man. Uh, today, on the OSS, we're going to be talking about Dan the Beast Severn. Now, is Dan the Beast Severn the perfect candidate for this show? Yes. Um, now, a lot of people might be like, oh, no way. He was a UFC champion. He was a legend of the octagon. Those are all very true points. But he was also used very sparingly in his time in the WWE. Uh, He was a guy that is obviously going to be brought in for like a very specific reason. But it never really felt like they gave him that specific reason to be there. So it was kind of unique. Dan the B7 is obviously a very, very legitimate shooter. And... I think because he had had super fights in the past with uh, Ken Shamrock that the people thought there was going to be money between him and Ken Shamrock. And honestly, there could have been if marketed correctly. If they had put them in like uh, the Lions Den, which they were doing a lot back in the day, then it might have worked. Uh, Severn was there between about 98 and 99. He was brought in as a part of the NWA angle with Jim Cornette. Even Cornette says, had Dan Severn been brought in like correctly, things might have worked differently. Um, Dan Severn was in the 1998 semifinals of the King of the Ring. He was defeated by The Rock. Um, he was also in the 1999 Royal Rumble match. And I believe was uh, eliminated by Mabel, a.k.a. Viscera. He briefly feuded with, uh, the Lethal Weapon Steve Blackman. Another feud I felt like could have had a little bit of money. And competed one time in the Brawl for All. They subsequently pulled him from the Brawl for All, essentially because they thought... He would school everybody with his legit background, and uh, which is which is probably true. Um, also, a little fun fact: uh, Dan the Beast Severn is a big family man, as a lot of people know. And what a lot of people don't know: this is a heavily uh, done rumor that uh, Vince Russo wanted Dan the Beast Severn to be in the Ministry of Darkness. And wanted him to wear 666 on his forehead. Um, that, that, I mean, that, that's one of those things. Um, that, that, I mean, 
if you when you mix in like religion and stuff, that that can be a little bit, um, that can be a little bit of a touchy subject for people. Now, this is all just rumor, but um, I I believe he was like, I live in a small town in Michigan, which is, is right here. It says Coldwater, Michigan. I my kids go to public school. He said, I'm not. He said, I'll do whatever it is you want, but I'm not wearing a six 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 on my forehead. And I don't know if it was a religion thing for him or if he just felt uncomfortable because I'll be honest, I would feel uncomfortable doing something like that as well. A lot of the things they did in the ministry of darkness were a little bit touchy. And especially to certain people, I would have been one of them people like, well, like he had Midian drink his own blood or had Midian drink undertaker's blood, which he slipped from his wrist. Um, and this is 1998, 1999. So it's a little bit different. Uh, But yeah, I heard that was a thing they wanted to do with, uh, with Dan Severn. And he was uncomfortable with it, didn't want to do it. And at, usually at that point when they give you an angle and you're like, no, the push kind of just stops. And I would say that's pretty much exactly what happened for Dan to be Severn. Um, pretty much his WWE run was over. He had a few more appearances, a few more things, but essentially not a whole lot left. Um, Dan Severn does have one thing that WWE can never take away from him. Well, they could have, but they didn't. They wouldn't dare. And that's one hell of a mustache. Um, one that Simon Gotch himself would be quite jealous of. I'd say the two best mustaches in MMA history, Don Fry, Dan Severn. Without question. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame Dan Severn not a, never got a better chance in WWE. He, he is known, he does have one interesting role in the company in that he put D'Lo Brown in a, in a submission that supposedly tore his pec muscle pretty bad. Maybe not tore it, but pulled it really hard. And D'Lo Brown actually wrestled for like the next year to year and a half wearing a chest protector, which everyone thought was one of the most hilariously awesome things ever. I personally thought it was great. Um, I don't really know how a chest protector would help you. And I'm talking like a catcher's chest protector. Like if you were playing baseball, like that's what he wrestled in pretty much. Um, Never really got it. It was just kind of like, all right, he's wearing a chest protector. Um, the last known feud I believe Dan Severn really had was probably with Owen Hart. Um, anything of substance. And I said, I know he feuded with uh, the Lethal Weapon Steve Blackman briefly. But eventually, much like Tank Abbott, Ken Shamrock, and so on, Severn returned to the world of mixed martial arts. Swig of coffee for the podcasted man. Um, it's one of those things, I think, anytime you go back to... Mixed martial arts, you have a window of time. And that window is very small. And at a certain point, new, young guys are going to come in. And they're going to have better training. They're not going to be as injured. And they're they're going to eventually take your spot. And I think that's kind of what happens with MMA. With pro wrestling, I feel like you can hold on a little bit longer. And the guys will kind of let you still kind of hold your spot out of respect. That's not really the case in MMA. And I think because of that, it kind of probably tarnished the legacy of a Ken Shamrock or a Dan Severn to see them come back and get beat a few times. But regardless of that, I'm a big Dan the Beast Severn fan. I had his Jax action figure as a kid. It came in a two-pack with Ken Shamrock, and I thought it was awesome. Um, he, they actually made a, Jax made a UFC figure when they were doing the UFC figure line there for a little bit. 
this was kind of right around the time when they lost lost the line to uh, Mattel. They they picked up TNA and they picked up UFC. And we thought, oh man, they're going to do great with that. And neither one of them really did too well. But the uh, the UFC figures, the the Dan Severn action figure, I remember was so amazing because it came with the gray shirt and it had the sweat marks on it. They colored it so it looked like it was sweaty. And that's the that's that's a big Dan Severn trademark. The gray shirt covered in perspiration, as Jim Ross would say. Um, he also wrestled in a mouthpiece, which I always thought was very, it's very cool. He looked like a badass. And for a guy that's not really muscle-bound or not really a guy that's going to talk a lot of shit, something about Dan Severn, you're just like, I would not fuck with that guy. Like, not even a little bit. That's a presence. And that's a presence you can't really, you can't really do anything with. It's just he had it. And some have it, some don't. And like I said, Shamrock had it, but Shamrock was jacked and he looked crazy. And Shamrock really got the character aspect of pro wrestling, where Severn really didn't. But something about him, he'll just walk to the ring with his sweaty shirt on, kind of warming up, pour a little bit of water on the mouthpiece, put the mouthpiece mouthpiece in, get in the ring, and you're like, this guy's going to fucking kill me. Something to be said about that. And uh, that's something that a lot of guys, I think, in the industry now don't really pay attention to. It's like, this guy has got something, and that's... That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool presence to have to be able to just scare people with a look and uh, something I'm very jealous of Dan Severn with. I don't plug a lot of other podcasts, but Dan Severn was on the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana, one of my top five favorite Art of Wrestling episodes. Check it out; it's kind of in the middle somewhere. I don't remember what number, but it's worth looking into. Um. But yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for uh, checking out the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. I am Brian Breaker, of course. Um, you can find my t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. i got nine shirts up. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Brian Breaker ODR, Instagram at Brian Breaker. Check out the Breaker and Bane Network. Check out the other shows, Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and the Breaker and Bane Network, of course, along with this, the Obscure Superstar Spotlight, which we update every two weeks. 14 days, another Obscure Superstar. So get ready for it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. And like I said, the Amazon link. In case you're not sure how this works, I'll kind of briefly explain it. We have an Amazon link on BreakerandBane.com. You click that, it takes you to Amazon. Now, all you do there is just shopping. No coupon codes, No, no, nothing else. That's it. And anything you buy, a little bit comes back to us, which is great. So what I do is I go to my phone, go to BreakerAndBane.com, click that Amazon link, and then I bookmark that Amazon link. So that way I know every time I go to Amazon, I'm helping out the Breaker and Bane network. So you should do it too. Because I know Dan the Beast Severn would do it. In fact, if you don't do it, he'll come over to your house and stretch your peck out and make you wear a chest protector. Because that's what he does. So... I'm Brian Breaker. Thanks for listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight, and have yourself one hell of a damn good day. Back at it again. Yeah. It's Jenkins. What up, Jenkins? My dude, Bane. Big Bane. Let's get it. Let him know. And turn it up. And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. Well, okay. 
Turn it up, give me feeling it's got a sense So if you're up in the dress, so if you're then just put your waist in the ceiling Get on the floor and go kill it, hold on that drink and don't spill it Yeah, I'm the one that did it, but you want it, so go get it I've been the club, here it comes, the ratchet out in the scones The ballas mixed with bombs, nobody's gonna give a fuck A few more drinks till we drunk, get on the floor, get you some, hold up